Say hey, everybody. Welcome back. So we're at first pitch. I'm Alex Hooper. It's playoff time. And uh, I got some playoff tips for you, especially here in the wild card. Sorry, my chair is lodged under my desk. Um, this is mostly going to be for folks who uh, didn't follow baseball before. Um, this is a new playoff format for Major League Baseball. Um, it used to be. Back when I was a kid, you had three divisions, three division winners made it to the playoffs, and one wild card team. So one extra player would go in. And then it became the three division winners and two wild card teams. The wild card teams would play a one game playoff, and then that would get you in. Now you got two sets of not wild card teams. You got three wild card teams facing off either against each other or the last place division winner, or the third best division winner. So you're going to see Cleveland uh, this weekend. They won their division, but they're going to play the lowest seeded wildcard team. That's the Tampa Bay Rays. You're going to get the Toronto Blue Jays uh, facing off against the Seattle Mariners in a wildcard match. On the other side, the Braves barely beat out the Mets for that third spot, the AL East, right? Yeah, the AL East or NL East uh, crown. So the Braves got the Padres were the last ones in, and then the Phillies get the Cardinals, both wild card teams. So am I wrong on that? Cardinals win the Central. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter for the sake of this video. Um, we're gonna get into it. Let's see who who was it. Now I'm just trying to figure it out myself. It was the Braves and the Dodgers. That's the East. So, yeah, it had to be the Cardinals. All right. So, the Cardinals on the Central. Anyway, we got a giveaway to do. Um, got the Kevin Ploiecki Limited from last week. We got a couple of entries. So, let me head over there. Let's give this thing away. All you had to do was tell me what you wanted to do uh in the off season what you want to see from so rare in the mlb off season to give us a little more utility we had some good answers uh i said anything regarding replays was not going to be considered so keep that in mind if the winner comes up and that's what is said here we go david lee maybe they could do free agent predict prediction challenges where they where you have to own any card from the team that you think a particular free agent will sign with winners get rewarded in cards or ethereum and then he asked how replays would work when we already know the result of the game uh first part i think that's a cool idea that's fun mini games i think are a nice little way to to do this um can't give away eth they say that violates us gambling laws um, so you won't see that. You will see cards, though. Um, free agent prediction challenge. I think that's I think that's cool. That's a total shot in the dark. But uh, the other thing I saw was collection challenges. Um, I think that's a great idea. I know some people like MLS Card Guy have collected an entire Braves uh, roster. And uh, it continues to build that as more Braves are dropped. So that's another thing where you might be able to get rewarded that way. Um, just to answer the last part, how would replays work when we already know the result of the games? They would be random. Um, they wouldn't tell us. So, I mean, obviously I would try and project that as I'm sure many people would. I would just go through the schedule and 
try and pull those results and basically take all of the possible weeks or game weeks, three to four games, um, you know, Monday through Thursday, Friday to Sunday. But that would give us some somewhat of an edge. Um, they could also use historical game weeks to um, use the players who, like if you, you could take a game or a game week from mid-July in 1976, and whoever the Cardinals shortstop was that day, if he hit four home runs, then if you played the Cardinals shortstop, you get four home runs. I mean, you could do it anyway like that, uh, just how legends work as well. So we can see that. I'm going to, David Lee, you are the winner. Um, reach out to me either in the comments at uh, at so first Pitch on Twitter, at Lex Hooper on Twitter, uh, at a Hooper 14 on Discord. I don't know my numbers, so that's probably not going to work unless you want to join the Patreon Discord. You can find me there. Um, just we'll get you or come to me and just ask for the Kevin Ploiecki Limited out of my gallery at Tilt City FC. And if I can confirm it's you, I'll send it to you. And if I send it to someone who's not, I'll just buy another Kevin Plucky. That's not a big deal. All right. Um, let's see just some other comments that we got. Big Dirty, I like this one. They could start a collab with Out of the Park Baseball, create some custom teams and sim in an off-season tournament. The result could be then used for the Sora game weeks. Fun. I, I think that's cool. Uh, relies on a lot of overhead there, but uh, that's fantastic. I, that's I actually like that more than the replays because it will be random and it'll be based on simulation. So then for the sake of the Patreon and myself, I would probably just head over to uh, out of the park baseball and pull down all of the statistics and try and again, project those myself. Let's do two more. Larry love to hear what they have in mind to try and grow the MLB users marketing or different attractive competitions. Yeah. Same. I would like to hear the same thing. Um, it sounds like it's coming. It sounds like it's coming. We're also about two weeks out from getting to talk to the COO of so rare. So by then, if he hasn't revealed anything, I, I would hope that he uh, lets us know on the channel. That would be very, very cool. Uh, maybe we can get some breaking news on so rare first pitch. That'd be dope. Um, I, I do expect, I've said this before, I expect a marketing barrage during the postseason. One more. Larry again. David. I believe this is Siege of the Day. Um, I really do think they should get us collective goals. That's where that came from. Clubhouse team page customization. That's fun. Doesn't like... The, doesn't like replays or simulated fixtures. Thinks it's tacky. I don't care. Um, however you feel about it, I don't I like. Just give me utility. It might be tacky, but I don't know what that has to do with anything. It's no big deal. Um, ideal world, we get KBO and uh, MPB Japan, and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, each. You're the man. Um, yeah, in in an ideal world, we would get anything, any off-season baseball, so like the Dominican Winter League or, you know, whatever. Um, it would be interesting to see how much people pay for those cards, and, you know, it would be awesome if eventually they reached Major League Baseball. Um, you get utility out of those cards. Uh, that would require some licensing agreements that I have no idea how that comes to be, so um, yeah. Alright, cool. So, 
David Lee, you won uh, the Kevin Pluecki Limited. Stay tuned to the end of the episode. We're giving away a rare for the start of the playoffs, a rare card for the start of the playoffs. So take a drink of water. I'm already uh, thirsty here. Got a loud water bottle today. All right. Um, I got a couple of rewards to open. It's always fun. Let's do that. Tier three rare. Tier three common. What do we got? Odds. Josh Bell. Hey, that's much better. I would love a Josh Bell rare. <laughs> Can we double that up? Who we got? Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's the jersey mint. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> it's my fifth Matt Brash rare, but I got the jersey mint. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that makes me so happy. That's my favorite award yet. Oh, hell yeah. I'm holding it. <laughs> I can sell one of my other ones, but I'm waiting until he actually becomes a... Oh, did you guys know? That's hilarious. Again, that's so that's so funny. <laughs> Join the club, Maddie. Oh, uh, that's that's fantastic! All right, cool, cool. That's that's the best uh, that's the best reward yet. I love it. Um, okay, so what I wanted to do today was I didn't even get into it because I started rambling about the postseason at the beginning of the show. But um, postseason tips, things you need to know going into this game week. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty and a lot of weird stuff. I mean, baseball's already weird. You're going to see some weirder stuff. So the first thing I wanted to talk about there are three game series they're only going to go two if one team wins both of the first games they're not going to play a third if it's it's not like you know a, a replay in soccer or anything like that it's not a you know a two match fixture it's we're going to play two and if we need the third we'll play it and then the next round will be five and then the last two rounds will be seven games up to but you need one or two, three, and five wins, four wins, two, three, and four wins in each of those. So again, wild card round this weekend, two wins, best of three. Division series, th this will be midweek, and you know that entire week. Um, five game series, you need three wins. The championship series in each league, the American and National League championship series. Seven game series, you need four wins. World series, seven game series, you need four wins. So starting pitchers could very easily not pitch in this game week. Um, so you have to rely on news. And that's mostly what this episode is going to be about is the news. Um, you got to look for confirmed starting pitchers. I will list off as of recording who is confirmed as starting pitchers. So take notes or 
you know, head over to Rotowire. There are other places to find this. I believe uh, Fangraphs has probable. So you can find it, but make sure you find it tomorrow before noon, before lock, noon Eastern time. All right, confirmed starters. Game one for Cleveland, Shane Bieber. Game three will be Cal Quantrill if it goes that far. Currently, I mean, you would expect Tristan McKenzie to start game two on Saturday, but that is not confirmed. So, so far we know Shane Bieber and then Cal Quantrill if it goes that far. So Cal Quantrill, in case of emergency, you can break that glass. But if they're pitching in game three and you have other options, I wouldn't do it. For the Mets, Max Scherzer will pitch game one on Friday. You would assume Jacob deGrom would pitch Saturday, but they will probably wait to see if they're facing elimination. If Scherzer and the Mets go out and win game one on Friday, there's a good chance you see Chris Bassett throw on Saturday. I wouldn't risk Jacob deGrom unless he is confirmed to start game two before the game week. The Phillies made it easy on us. Zach Wheeler in game one, Aaron Nola in game two, and Ranger Suarez in game three. Perfect. San Diego and Seattle have each named their game one starter at this point. You Darvish for San Diego, Luis Castillo for Seattle. St. Louis and Tampa have named their game one and two starters for St. Louis. Jose Quintana will start game one. Miles Michaelis will start game two. Game three, you'd expect Jordan Montgomery. Could be Adam Wainwright. Could be both. They could both go three innings. I'll explain that in a second. Tampa Bay. Shane McClanahan will go game one at Cleveland. Game two is going to be Tyler Glass now. I think he has only one or two mints in rare on the market that have actually sold. Um, that's another thing I want to get into. A guy like Glass now, you got to watch out. Um, and then Corey Kluber, you would expect game three, not confirmed. The only other confirmed starter, Alec Manoa on Friday. And then on Saturday, It's looking like Kevin Gaussman. I actually just got some news here. This is why you want to check it. He left his last start with a cut on his finger. Gaussman will throw a bullpen session Thursday. So that's today. Laceration on his middle finger. Bullpen session will help determine whether he'll be available to start during the AL wildcard series versus the Mariners. Blue Jays have been encouraged by his recovery so far. He's the leading candidate to start Saturday in game two, assuming he checks out fine after throwing. So it was a precaution, but we don't know about Gaussman, and he's my best starting pitcher this weekend. So I will have to wait until around noon, and if I have other options, I will probably go away from him unless he is confirmed. So that's the main thing. The people that I named as confirmed starters, feel free to play them. Otherwise, you're taking risks. Um, fewer teams are going to be more variation. So double starting pitchers. If you have two of those guys, it's probably going to be optimal. Um, it's going to be harder to hit the nuts lineup. You're going to have, you know, like it's, it's going to be almost impossible probably to have the best player at every position. It's just very unlikely. Um, you're likely going to have to hit the players who play three games, but we don't know that. So um, if you have the ability to go double starting pitcher somewhere and it doesn't ruin the rest of your lineups, I would advise it. Um, More stuff with pitching. Some starters will pitch out of the bullpen. So like Noah Syndergaard I have for the Phillies. He's not going to start any of those three games. We already know that. Um, I could see him being a reliever out of the bullpen. He could throw 102. He used to be able to. I don't know if he still can, but like that makes for a good relief pitcher. So he could throw three innings if, say, 
Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler gets in trouble or gets hurt. Um, that will bring me to another point in a second. Uh, another, like with the Rays, you have to know this about the Tampa Bay Rays. They don't like taking reliever or starters deep into games. Uh, generally, they'll see the lineup twice. So one through nine, one through nine, and then they're out. Tyler Glass now, who's scheduled to pitch sa- uh, Saturday, he's coming back from injury, so there's less of a chance he goes further. So don't just go out and buy a Tyler Glass now. Um, I bet he goes three innings, four innings max before he goes into the bullpen there. So um, he's very good, but he's on his way back, and I wouldn't expect them to stretch him too far. The other thing with pitchers, uh, high leverage relievers, so your closers, they're less likely to be used in save situations only. So if it's game one of a three-game series and it's the seventh inning and the best three hitters from the Rays are coming to bat, and your starters out of the game, there's a good chance that the Guardians go to Emmanuel Classe instead of waiting until the ninth, because technically that might might be a higher leverage situation, like because you could realistically shut down the middle of the lineup, get to the bottom of the seventh, score runs, and all of a sudden there's less leverage in Egypt at bat. So relievers are great, closers are great, but they're going to be the first guys used and the most used. That's the key with relievers here um i don't think it's going to change the way that you approach things but don't be afraid to start two relievers if they're great like if you want to if you have a class a and an edwin diaz this might be the time to play them both if there's any time to play two relievers this might be it so the point that i was going to make with relievers pitching out of the pen like Syndergaard is teams have to submit their full series rosters Sometimes that causes them to leave off some players that are on their normal rosters. So like if Noah Syndergaard isn't on the roster at all, then obviously I'm not playing him. Um, Tyler McGill for the Mets, I think will be the same thing. I have one of him and he was used as a reliever and I could see him eating up some innings if they needed him. Um, But I bet he's left off the Mets playoff roster. They can switch from series to series, I believe, if that hasn't changed. But this just goes back to the news. Um, Make sure that you're checking playoff rosters. If you have a fringe guy, like you don't have to worry about Bryce Harper not being on the, the roster. Guys who are more recently injured, you might have to look for that. Um, we'll, I'm going to post all the playoff rosters as they come in into the Patreon page. Um, if you're a subscriber, you'll get that pretty easily. Um, so that's something to watch out for. Like the, the overarching, uh, message in this video is pay attention to the news. This is going to be the, the time where you really need to know where to subscribe, find beat reporters. Um, I know some people, you can probably go on Twitter and just look for fantasy baseball lists. There are a lot of people who just find beat reporters and just throw them into a list and you can get all that news just pretty easily accessible. Um, if you want to pare that down to, you know, the, what, 10 teams, 12 teams left in the playoffs, that might be worth it. Okay, moving on. Uh, splits. Talked about it early on. Uh, I think the Cheat Codes video originally. 
use the confirmed pitchers to to figure out your split situation. So like the Cardinals are rolling out Jose Quintana in game one. So you would expect some some split situations to arise. If if you don't know yet, splits are some players hit really well against right-handed pitchers. Some hit, hitters prefer left-handed pitchers. But most of all, some hitters play against right-handed pitchers, but not left-handed pitchers and vice versa. So really quick, I'm going to go to the Phillies lineup page. Let's pull that up so you're not staring at my dumb mug this whole time. We're going to go to the Phillies lineup page. So we're going to try to identify like who doesn't play against lefties. Who might sit? So lefty. Harper sat. Boom doesn't normally. Harper's not going to sit. Castellanos feasts on lefties. Brandon Marsh. So you'll see here, one right here, one right here. Not hitting against lefties. He was injured for this one. Didn't hit against lefties. Didn't hit against lefties. So you can pretty much rule Brandon Marsh out. So who's in in his stead? Matt Veerling. Matt Veerling gets a boost. See how he's played against every lefty. Lefties are in red here. So Matt Veerling, you can expect to play at least one game. If you have a Matt Veerling, roll the dice. That looks to be their only guy that normally sits against lefty. I mean, Schwarber is probably worse against lefties, but he's still going to play. That'll show up in projections if you're using my projections, if you're using other projections, or if you're just eyeing it. You can expect uh, you can expect him to do worse, but that's going to be factored in. Okay, so that splits. Um, the other thing is knowing your substitution patterns. There's no roster resource for that, but dive in. I mean, those same guys who do get subbed out, Matt Veerling, for example, as soon as Quintana comes out of the game, you'll probably see him get pinch hit, pinch run, for um, for Brandon Marsh, who's a lefty against a righty, and then they'll just ride it out with with that. Um, so when you see those differences in splits, or you know of somebody who, let's say Nick Castellanos is one of those guys, starts in right field a lot, but then gets pulled for Veerling or Dalton Guthrie or someone like that. Um, they come in because they're better defensively. You might lose an at-bat because of that. So just know that going in. Again, I don't think that should affect your lineups too much. And once they lock in, it's not going to matter. But just know who they're going to face. Look at the matchups for everyone. Know who they're going to face and kind of plan for that. Uh, Correlation really quick. You see this with stacks. Um, Make sure you're focusing on vicinity and lineups here. So... I do think stacking more than the mini stack would be more advantageous. I'm running out my Blue Jays stack together, but you have to know how close they are in the lineup. The one hitter and the six hitter are not going to correlate a ton. The two hitter and the six hitter, not as much, probably not at all. Three to six, you start to get in that area. And then once you get within three because of three outs, you know, um, and four because for someone to get on and then benefit from the six hitter, you can only get out twice before the inning's over if you follow me there. Um, so two hitter gets on, he's on first, three hitter, four hitter. Yeah, so three and six is kind of where it starts. So three, four, five, six. Four batters apart. Three if you subtract them. Um, 
that is where the correlation window is. If two of them get on, great. You can still have correlation, but there's less of a chance if you follow me. So again, that same tool I just showed, the lineup tracker, it shows you where players hit normally. And sometimes that changes and it will change depending on who they're facing, but just know. And sometimes if you have like, so Kyle Schwarber, I have. Reese Hoskins, I have. JT Real Muto, I have. Nick Castellanos, I have. One, two, four, and six. I probably am not dying to play Schwarber with Castellanos. I would love to play Schwarber with Real Muto, though, because one, two, three, four. I would love to have Bryce Harper, but we're not all rich. Um, so, yeah. I'm probably going to end up stacking them anyway, but now that I look at this and the fact that Castellanos hit fourth because two guys sat. All right. So maybe I go out and buy an Alec Bohm before things start. Who knows? But uh, yeah, just consider that the vicinity to each other in lineups. Again, I think stacking is more likely to pay off, especially if you get teams who go to three games and maybe the second game is a shootout, like 10 to eight, you can score high and then you get a third one with, you know, extra benefits, something like that. Um, Mini stacks. So I talked about the three games. The last thing before we go to our giveaway. Again, assume two games. You can bet on three games, assume two games. Uh, The Patreon projections I changed to show just two games instead of three because I don't want you to look at the projections and see someone projected way higher for game three because the projected pitcher is not very good and all of a sudden they get a bump and it, it throws things off. So you can bet on three games if you want. If you look at the odds, we're going to look at the odds. This is just one odds maker, but so Cardinals, slight favorites, Phillies, almost even money. Rays, closer to even money. Guards, closer to even money than the Cardinals. And then you see the Mets, Pods, and Blue Jays, and Mariners. So this is actually funny because this is a 3-6 seeding. So you'd expect the Guardians to, you know, they think they have the upper hand, but it's actually the closest. This is the closest series on the docket. So if you're looking at this, you'd think the closer series is more likely to go three games. Then, you know, you just look at these odds and you're like, oh, yeah, the Mets are going to blow them away. Oh, yeah, the Blue Jays are going to blow them away. It's not like there's a huge discrepancy in these odds. And, I mean, there's every chance that the Padres just go up and, as the, you know, biggest underdog in the the series or the slate of series. There's a chance they go in and they win two games straight it's baseball it's random it could happen so i wouldn't use these to like i wouldn't be like oh yeah man the rays are this game's going three games so i'm gonna i'm gonna force all my rays into the lineup i wouldn't do that i wouldn't recommend it um but if you need a tiebreaker yeah phillies cards rays guards good chance but i mean if i'm looking at this i'm saying i'm playing mets and i'm playing blue jays um also consider the pitching I believe these are the two worst pitching staffs. Uh, maybe not the Mariners. They got a couple of good horses at the front. The Blue Jays, especially if Gaussman can't go, like that's a yikes. Um, Padres have been struggling. So, I mean, yeah, it, I think Met stacks are generally going to blow this game week away. There's my tip. Uh, if you have a Met stack, it's looking pretty good for you. But So that's the last thing. Um, just consider that. There's no guarantee you score points in that third game anyway. So again, like I wouldn't bank on it. I would just play your best players. Go for home runs. 
Like, if you have a decision between a guy with a 200 average with 25 homers or a guy with a, you know, 300 average with two home runs, I would bet on the guy who hits a home run. There's less of a chance that, you know, Stephen Kwan, there he is, right back here, there's Stephen. Um, there's a lower chance that he puts up a 40 from, you know, going nine for nine than a guy who puts up a 40 by going two for nine with two home runs. That's my only other tip there. So, but I'm going to be using my projections per usual. And that's it. All right, let's find our giveaway. I haven't quite decided what I want you to do to win this. That's on me. There he is. Here we go. All right, so first of all, before we get into this, got to shout out Bob, uh, Orange Fly, the goat. He has been so generous to this channel, uh, to me, to the whole community. So he actually gave us this giveaway. He gave us this card to give away on the show. We are giving away a rare. And it's not a bad one. He might be a T5 currently, but Kristen, Christian Pache, um, very highly regarded prospect for the Braves. He was in the Matt Olson deal. Still could be a very good player. As a matter of fact, let's, let's take a look. I'm searching fan graphs on fan graphs. <laughs> Christian Pache. All right. So his profile should still come up. Yeah, I mean, a 50 value, future value. Now, most of that is in fielding. His speed is high. That means he can run. Not going to be, yeah, potential 2020 on the offensive side, stalled out in the upper minors. Um, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he's been abysmal. He wasn't very good at AAA was meh at AAA for Atlanta. So there's a chance he pops off. But he's fast, and for Oakland, he'll get playing time. And if he starts running with the rule change, Kristen Pache should be your guy. So all right, here's how we're going to give it away. It's another comment-based uh, giveaway. Questions for the COO. Um. Anything that you want to know about Sorer MLB, anything you want to know about Sorer NBA, drop it in the comments. Um, again, I will be sorting by question marks for this giveaway, so ask a question. Um, anything you want to know. It doesn't have to be about the offseason. It could be about the future of the platform. It can be about something you want to see. Um, anything like that. Anything that if you could ask the CEO or the COO of Sorer, if you could ask them any question. Let me know. Drop in the comments, and that's how you win the Christian Pache rare card, our first rare card giveaway. Hyped about that. So um, ask a question, ask away, and we will reveal the winner of that before the next playoff game week. So that'll be Monday? That'll be Monday. Because then we're going to have a long game week, and I don't want to make you wait. So good chance these go down to one video a game week. Um with the playoffs starting, I'm not going to do one just in the middle of the game week. So things might change. So a little slower, but still uh, watch out for the grind. Keith and I had a really fun conversation this morning, and uh, we'll go from there. And I will see you on Monday or Tuesday, whenever this damn wild card weekend ends. Go Guardians. Go Phillies. Go Jays. I don't care about the Mets Padres series. Go Francisco Lindor, but go underdogs as well. Um except those Rays and the Mariners. Yeah, that's that. All right.
ask questions, follow us, like, subscribe, all that. I'll get out of your hair. Have a good one, y'all. Enjoy the postseason.